We're back to the warehouse for the second ball and play tournament. The tournament finishes with an exclamation point. Let's talk crits ball. Welcome to the Blitzball Boys, the podcast about ball sports in the warehouse, but lately about crits ball. I'm your co-host, Brendan Ruppel, along with my fellow host, Peter Del Rey. Hey, Brendan. Hey. We're back again. We're back again. <laughs> back to back. Double Eps. Um, we had some technical issues that prevented us from recording the last semifinal game uh, and almost <laughs> prevented us from recording today. Yep. But everything got settled right away. We got to see this incredible final. Um, and yep. also, honestly, an incredible semifinal. Yep. Both both really good in, in different ways and in similar ways. A lot of defense. Not a lot of offense. Really weird how this all went down after everyone seemed like they were kind of figuring out how to hit the ball. They either all forgot at the same time or they figured out how to bowl at the same time. Really strange. Uh, I'm glad the technician was able to come to my house today and fix my internet after I crashed my car right into the town telephone pole that connects everyone into the internet in Comac. Brendan, no. We're out on that. As a a team, we're out on that. (laughs) So I... Uh, uh, I think it was last episode. I was talking about like average runs per over that there was mm-hmm. going into the semifinals. And there's a reason I'm saying going into the semifinals. The average runs per over was about fifteen point eight okay. runs per over. By the end of the tournament, this is including the finals. It was fourteen point nine. So these so it guys went down. The, yeah, these guys really figured out how to play defense, like yeah. in these last two games, and we saw it especially in game ten and game and the championship, right? Um, where we saw multiple single digit overs, and it wasn't just in game ten and the championship. It was in the other semifinal as well, where you know we saw that last inning where Joe's pitched in the uh, where Joe's bowled in the final over. Yeah where only 29 runs were put up because there was two eights. And then you have in in this one, uh, game 10, there was a five, a seven, and eight just in overs. And then in the final, before we get you know two, two into it, there was a six, a seven, a nine, a nine, and a nine. And that's only for full innings, by the way, or full overs, I, have to, I should say. I started to put this in here. I'm only counting full overs. Um... Anything that wasn't a full over does not get factored into that average uh, because I wanted to see, like, what's an average over. You can only tell that from a full. Mm-hmm. But I did text Brendan this while I was compiling all of this data. In the entire tournament, the most interesting thing I found, only one game went through every single ball thrown. Which I, ne- I never would have thought was, about that. Yeah, I never thought about it either until... Until it you was finally pinstripe did. versus we got iced, and then I was like, you know what? I think I'm going to think about it. <laughs> you um, thought about it. Pinstripe versus we got ice was the first and only time that we said, what was it? Uh, thirty six. Thirty six right? balls pitched. Is that right? Bold. Is that right? No, I think that's that right. Can't be right. Thirty six times two, seventy two balls were bold. Because it'd be thirty six per inning, right? Six six six. Oh, I shouldn't have said that. That's the, oh, he's gonna come up. Uh, shut it down. Because uh, it's eighteen and eighteen, then eighteen and eighteen. Yeah. So it's just the one. Just the so one seven, game had all seventy-two balls 22. bold, which is really, really kind of uh, incredible when you think about it. Yeah, I wonder, how, I wonder how often that happens in cricket. Also, the real cricket. The real cricket. Don't worry. We'll talk. Nate, let us know. How many times is only 72 balls bowled in real cricket? Give us a number that means nothing to us when you say it to us. <laughs> Give us a number that means absolutely nothing to us. <laughs> I want to hear it. Uh, when you say it to us. Hey, this, just, this, this, you know what? Don't even give any context. Just DM either me just or say Brendan. say a number. The number. Just the number. Just a number. Give us different numbers. Yeah, just, just type right, us numbers. Brendan. Get to burning. Get to burning. Game 10. These are some really... Are you doing uh, both in a row? No, I'll, I'll do one. Uh, and then not the other one. I mean, that's almost what's about to happen. You'll see. Okay. <laughs> Boing. Well, Hookline is trying to sink the chances of team baggage from Ooh. moving on to the championship. 
And they do just that. Hook line takes this one, 85 to 74. Wow. Disgusting. You should feel ashamed. <laughs> that was unbelievable. <laughs> you had no respect. <laughs> no I, I, was, I was I did that as a joke, and I was like, all right, let, let me just type this one out, and then I'll like, type a real one, and then I'm, I was like, you know what? It's too funny. I'm going to leave it. Way too I'm gonna funny. I'm going to leave it. Um, you know, this was a, a very interesting game. Uh, we've been so accustomed to seeing hook lines put up like a monstrous amount of runs. And in this game, like 85 is good. Don't get me wrong. Um, but it's not what we were expecting. And it's not like yeah. this astronomical feat of, wow, hook line and, and pinstripe were the two best teams by a mile. And, you know, they were the best team in the game. No bones about it. Um, but no bones. It wasn't this superhuman hook line team that we came that we got used to no especially after they had just put up 115 the other day uh going up and starting with a 36 was you know and then they they said it too it was underperforming so an 80, 85 total or 80, yeah 85 total was just uh you know it, it got the job done um yeah it did so it, it is I what mean, it is it, it just you just kind of thought maybe they would build on that big number and continue to put up it, it just felt like all the highly offensive teams were going to only put up hundreds and that's just not what the case is here in this sport it uh it varies things go wrong it's not consistently gonna be an offensive game every time in principle. yeah but it was though at the same time right right because, but like, it's a small sample this, size because it's, it's a very short tournament so 11, well, yeah, 11 but game what sample. i'm saying is like we've talked about this in the past where for another game Hook line has all of their batters putting up over 10 runs. Like you have BBD, two sixes, that's it. That's all you need. Jolly gets 30, 31 if you count his no ball runs. Uh, Drew puts up 26, kind of comes back down to earth um, and just shows like, oh, yeah, this is just a team of four guys who are really, really good. You know, Drew, great at um, defense, great at striking. Jolly, great at defense, great at striking. BBD, great at bowling, great at striking. Also great at defense, by the way. Forgot to tell you that. Jay, great at bowling, great at defense, great at striking. Like, these guys can do it all. Whereas you're seeing on these other teams, like um, Baggage, for example, there are guys who fall into their niche. And, I mean, like, granted, it's not fair to Jimmy. Jimmy's coming back from his eyes having cuts on them, as Chris Rose said. Mm -hmm. um, and he tried to play. Still put up a couple and, sixes, from what I remember. He did. He got one. Um, but, like, you know, Luke put up 40 runs, or allowed 40 runs in less than three overs. Uh, you know, Jimmy actually did a pretty good job bowling. But yeah. Up, 28 and two overs and, and, and i'll say for the bowling it, aspect of this sport this late in the tournament I, I i early on we were saying like i don't know how we can really say right they did a good job bowling because it's a silly thing to say with, with the, all they could do is throw it up there i think right. especially in this championship game we're going to talk about in a minute you're starting to really really see some strategy there so it must have been happening the past few games and maybe that's a part of why, why we're getting these low scores um i think people are realizing that the high pitches induce pop-ups which can really easily lead to wickets and at least one balls um so i I, th I think that became a huge part is starting to figure out a bowling right. strategy right and like you you saw as we said you saw it in in these semifinals. we got a lot of single digit overs which was very much not yeah. the case early on like in the past if that game... happened it was detrimental to the entire game but it became more normal than than usual in these later games right right um it was also the first time i feel like where we saw two teams who really knew what they were doing struggle for runs like in the first we, we talked about 36 for hook line is very unhook line mm -hmm. but then you follow it up with baggage getting a complete three like overs. oh they stopped him Putting up 25. Yeah. You know, and it kind of felt deflating. And then you saw Hookline came back and put up the what? Is that 49? 49. Yeah. I mean, 
That's needs to do. To that's also 85. like a, a championship level move is to build on your your bad first or quote unquote bad first inning, and yeah. put up a, a solid fifty run fifty runs about. Yeah, but then you know? what did baggage do? They put up forty nine of their own. Yeah, well, I think that the last you know, like, like 10, of 10 of their runs were kind of like do. silly runs. Yeah, I mean, like I to be I completely forgot about it until you said it. I thought that this game was going to be over way earlier, and I was like, oh, is, you know, Jay's just going to lob a meatball down the middle. And I think he was trying to, uh, but he just kept missing the zone and, you know, gave up five runs that way. Right, right, right. Um, But It's like all slop runs at the end. Sloppy runs, still exciting. Um, Yeah, I was disappointed. I was hoping that after, because like we were saying, we've been seeing a lot of offense uh going into the playoffs and then once baggage stops hook line at 36 like oh man this is their chance they're taking this to the championship they fall short they're not fully out of it yet then hook line puts them down but it's not fully out of reach people have gotten 61 before i think they just did it in their most recent game at that point and it just felt like this I i think it was kind of running parallel to my feelings on the Yankees right now. They just felt like they wow. were like an anemic Yankees offense. And just no matter what wow. they tried to do, they just kept fouling pitches so off, weird. fouling pitches off. And I, like they said, I watched their post game actually for <laughs> surprisingly to you. Whoa. Um, and they're just saying like, you know what? No matter what we tried, to, even if, if Jimmy caught that ball, he, he said this in his post game that even if he caught that, he, he like, the, we didn't deserve to win. We couldn't have won with the kind of runs we were producing in this game. So I, that was a defining moment at the time when Jimmy dropped that possible third wicket. Um, but they still were just really not, they didn't, they didn't have their timing down. I, I think Jake said too, between BBD and Jay, that there were two sort of different speeds because Jay had been kind of bordering the speed limit and BBD has more of a, a loopy pitch. So he, Jake thinks that they were kind of in between the two speeds and just didn't have their timing mm-hmm. right, which is made of, been the cause of all their their foul tips because they, they had a lot of foul tips straight back for right. one balls or dots so I'd, that was really uh their demise yeah well i mean like i think that i mentioned this too um in the notes it's like the pros today really didn't go up on yeah. the striking yeah. side that's always a big thing at the very least at the striking side i think what aaron hit for 20 jay hit for 14 and in total aaron got 24 jay got 16 uh and we're seeing we saw as the tournament went on more and more these pros really need to be relied upon for run scoring uh and i know that isn't the case in the in the final but this was the first game where it really felt like oh the pros have been neutralized uh and i think it really impacted why Mm -hmm. this was such a low scoring game so and so this kind of goes into my thoughts on the championship but in general, I think that the pros on the on the mound when bowling sort of have been exploiting the cricket nature of the other professionals and have been throwing the ball purposely like up and in, knowing that it would induce a pop up and also knowing that right. the cricket bat batsman will like will try and hit that ball no matter what. Even if it's kinda of way off the strike zone, they're going to try and swing at it because it's in their nature as opposed to baseball players. And it's going to go behind them or straight up in the air. And I, th- I saw especially Justin for uh, Pinstripe really exploit that on Jay. Yep. Yep. It's interesting. I mean, that's that's what it became um, by the end of this, which is like, which is good because I don't know. Maybe this is me just being an asshole, but I want to see the guys be the heroes, not the pros. Like this is their Peter, job. You, you kind of sound like a little bit of an asshole. Ah, you know what? I was really worried that I was going to sound like a little bit of an asshole. Yeah. So I'm really happy that you told me that I was sounding. Yeah, like I'm here to call you out, asshole. buddy. Thanks, Brendan. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this game was incredible. It was. I loved how good people were at bowling. Um, like you know, Boogie Betts. Eight wickets. Eight. <laughs> eight, eight. Eight wickets earned for the game. Uh, what is it? Eleven dot balls. Dot balls are so exciting. I, mean, it, I think that's what makes these games so exciting to me. Is like I, I almost I get a little bored of the games that are like one fifteen to one fourteen. Like cool, they're they're fun. Wow. Like, I like the offensive powerhouses, but 
you say this is a defensive game and the score was still 85 to 74. That's a, that's a, right. a low scoring game. So anytime you, it's more, it hypes me up way more when I see dot balls or wickets. I, I think, like Darren Sammy says, he he loves the defense. You, you, that's why the ball and play sport is exciting in general is right. these plays being made uh, and stopping. You, you, the goal isn't to, it's of course to score a lot of runs, but it's to, it's more to, diminish the possible amount of runs scored yeah exactly and don't get me wrong i love a good chase i think the most exciting thing is a realistic chase yes yeah i agree and um that's like almost out of reach but not quite exactly in this one it felt like it was it was out of reach um i think this is the only game where going into the chase i was like they're not going to catch them yeah like there, have been there is a point where, where like, all right, like, they have to they have to average like over four, <laughs> yeah, per pitch. They like, need oh, to get o- only sixes to win, and like have a lot so of no balls. There was, yeah. there was two. Yeah, sixes. Sometimes it's sad when you start doing the math of what you need, and then it gets sad. And it's yeah. Like, oh, okay. Yeah. Kind of like the final. Kind of like the final. But we're going to talk about that in a minute. Um, but for now, layer of the game. Player of the game. Yeah. Yep. Brennan is player of the game. I have player of the game. We go on and on and on about how defensive this game is. And you know where a lot of that defense came from? It came from the bowling mound. And who was on that bowling mound for three of the overs? BBD was up there. He's, uh, if you might recognize him nice. from the title player of the Memorial Defense Player of the game. Uh, he's, oh, also, he's also... He's <laughs> also... Well, you know, something like that. Uh, he, he's always on that mound. He really has taken over and become dominant on this mound. He's become such a presence up there. Uh, and like I was saying before, Jake pointed out that his looping pitch can be a little tough. Maybe there's some uh, funny business back there. I don't know if anyone noticed Ooh. the little small bucket of milk behind BBD's mound. Uh, I think that was, he's really milk-locking those pitches and make, inducing yep. all those little pop-ups. Either way, no one seemed to notice uh really good strategy by him incredible bowling uh i don't know if peter if you have the stats up for this particular game and the runs allowed yeah, per pitches it. um but runs i know it was low per pitches your runs allowed per over per, give me per over per over brian davidson had 10.67 runs per over that's good. I mean, the league average is somewhere oh, that's around not 50. counting no balls. I have to really disclaim this. It's not counting no balls. Okay. So, I mean, counting. league average is around 15, so well under that. Yep. Uh, a 10 run over is always going to do you well. well. He did great. I mean, the 15 is uh, – this isn't going to make a difference because I think it's only going to be like a 11.3. But sure. the, the, the league average is including the no balls. Okay. So 11.3. Still under league average for an over. Um, and, and he, and he, he, he ate up half of the half the game essentially. Yeah. So and who ate up the other half? Jay. Jay, baby. You know who is the pro who you're expecting to do something like that? Yeah. BBD. Big boy defense. I mean, not not that in the pros you throw at forty miles Big per hour. Big bowler, but, daddy. but still, he's a pro. It's at something. Big bowler, David. Big bowler, David. Bowl, bowl, Dave. Bull cut, David. Bull cut, David. Ooh, BBD. This, I think this you need to get a bull cut. Got to get a bull cut, BBD. It's the rules. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, I think he would look exactly like Coconut Head. <laughs> <laughs> um, play of the game. Play of the game. Oh, oh, oh. Wow. That's pretty funny, I think. I think. Um, I have play of the game. And Peter I am going to give it to Drew get uh, making his catch at the end of the first inning. Um, we saw him, you know, make a catch and it get called back because the ball was being pitched too fast. And then, you know, one went in, in and out so of his hands. that and one. And then he fucked erase. up. Get yeah. it out of here. Um, you know, he kept like almost getting a catch and almost getting a catch, almost getting a wicket. Um, and then he eventually got it at the end of the first, holding them to 25 runs. Really a momentum changer, if anything. Um, you know, ending an inning on a wicket, I feel like 
yeah. makes the team going up to bat big swing of just momentum. fucking go crazy. Especially someone like we saw happen. Drew, who will jump like five feet in the air when he gets hyped yeah. up. Yeah, Drew can easily clear me. <laughs> he could, which is crazy. We saw it today. Um, he he overjumped the ball today. He overjumped the ball and dropped it. <laughs> uh, and that's what happens when you're an athletic freak. When you're too athletic for something, then you make mistakes. That was what happens when you're a wolf like Chihuahua. Wolf like Chihuahua who loves milk uh, and balls soaked in milk. Mm. That's it. Drew got it. Drew makes an amazing play. We love defense. We and love now defense. It's time for the most. Speaking of defense, the most prestigious award of our show. The BBD Memorial Defensive Player of the Game. BBBBBD, ball cut. Wow. Play the sound. Thank you, Brent. Thank Brandon. you. Um, so we have two people to choose from. Mm. I mean, we're, we said we're going to make this, this decision game time, right? And here we are. Both guys... Got wickets, recorded wickets. Both guys blocked boundaries from block boundaries. You know, balls from being fours. Balls from being fours. It's either Drew, Drew, who we just talked about. We just talked about him, or Jake, or Jake, who we haven't have really not talked about. talked about yet. So let's be fair, Jake. Good job, Jake. Give you some love. Let's give baggage some you love on their way out. You know, give them some love on their way out, man. Come on, they don't got much else to be happy about. <laughs> Uh, now, J- Jake's Dr- play Jake? in my mind—I remember it pretty well in my mind compared to the rest of the the Drew stuff. I think it's hard because Drew has so many good athletic plays; they all kind of get lumped yeah. together for me. But Jake's in particular, like it was a really tough one where it wasn't just like a throwing your body at it; he actually got like a, a paw on it to block it against the wall. Yeah, it was incredible. Jake, it was like perfect. I mean, he he's talked about how he was a former goalie in soccer, right? Hysterical. Tiny man <laughs> should not be getting should not be playing goalie, but still, uh, he plays goalie in floorball as well. And like you saw him really like he can get down there quick, yeah. and block the ball. Yeah, center and of gravity he did very it a low. A bunch of times, center of gravity very low. Um, funny, Jake's probably my height. Um, probably, but yeah, Jake did an incredible job defensively. He gets a lot of shit, um, which is you know mostly jokes. Which is funny jokes. Yeah. And when I say center of gravity he, being low, I'm not. I'm not making fun of his height. I'm. Make, I'm complimenting him on how low his dong hangs because your, uh, your dong is your center of gravity. Uh, the bell end of your dong is the center of gravity. Yes. Everybody knows it. That's what you learn in middle school, high school. Mm-hmm. Nope, middle school science. Middle school science class. Um, but yeah, that's all we got to say. Jake, great job! Incredible defensive play. Sorry that you ended. Or I, I, like I almost wish that this tournament was more than eleven games. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but anyway, it was, it was, this, time, is, this is more than last tournament, right? You, like no, la- last what? Last ball, ball and play? play or yeah. last? Oh, yes. Blitzball Battle 3? No. So we got some more. <laughs> yeah, I I wish there was some more. I, I was, as you know, I'm a baggage fan. So th- I didn't even talk about this baggage. at all. I was pretty upset. I, I love hook line singers. Believe me, I'm a hooker. Nope. But I'm more of a bag man. Uh, it's, it was tough for me to watch. And I really hope that this would be a huge storyline being the captain coming back from injury and taking over. And then you have Luke who's been really holding down the fort. And if his brother can come back and also be a force, that would have been huge. And maybe like you have all these players that have such high potential. Like Jake could easily take over this tournament. If he figures out a swing for this sport. Yep. Um, it just doesn't all come together. Yep. And it, it was, you felt like, and, and again, Jimmy said this in his post game that he felt like they should have won. Like it didn't feel like they just like, ah, you know what? We came up short and we were like, we were not the better team. They, they weren't the better team, obviously, but there was a, a chance this game could have just changed so quickly if they just started hitting line drives. And, and it's, we've seen it. I mean, Hookline did it in this game where the second inning they just went off. Um, yeah. I, I wish that this game ended differently, but luckily it's a, it's a weird fandom to be a fan of Jam Warehouse where when you're sad, you're also happy because you like the other team that won. Right. Right. I mean, I was in the same boat, just the opposite end, right? Like, Famously a hook line sinkers fan. Um, but when Jimmy came back and they said Jimmy's playing, I was like, I want baggage to win so fucking badly yeah. right now. Yeah. Jimmy's eyes tried to run out of his head. <laughs> and like I wanted that win so badly. Yeah. But it didn't happen. And I was very happy for Hookline because I love Hookline. 
love BBD, love Jolly, love Drew, love Jay. But I also love Jake, love Jimmy, love Luke, love Aaron. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. tough spot. Uh, single elimination tournaments to are also just really tough. Really, really, really tough. tough. One, one, one off game, you're out. It doesn't, well, you doesn't, it doesn't say you, that much about you. But you're you out. have one off game in these kinds of tournaments, you're out. Yeah. And if, and if you have one off game in this tournament, then you're out. And the, but then you think about it, right? And the other way, you think about it the other side. When you have just one off game, you're out. That's. Mm, eh, That's it. Let's talk about the championship. Brendan, how about you start to burn the championship for us? Okie dokie. Championship, by the way, between Pinstripe and Hookline Stinkers. Uh, incredible game. And Brendan's going to let you know maybe he'll have a real burn for us this we'll time. We'll see. We'll see. Boyd. Well, what do you know? The two best teams are in the championship as these two offensive powerhouses match up. Hookline tries to put the pressure on Pinstripe by putting up a big number early, but their offense takes a number two instead, only scoring 16 runs in the first. Pinstripe comes up ready to put Hookline away, but Jay and BBD's incredible bowling keeps them in this game. After another underwhelming striking performance from Hookline Singers, Pinstripe only has to chase 20 runs to win this game and take home the trophy. They take... They get within 10, and it looks like this should end quickly. And it does win Hookline Sickers induces three wickets in a row to end the game and win the ball and play tournament. Holy cow. Holy cow, brother. Holy cow, brother. Isn't that uh, nuts? You think it's going to end nuts. one way, and immediately the other thing just happens. The other thing. You know, I was thinking, hey, one thing's going to happen here. Other thing happened. In... um. The first oh, the first inning, right? You say they scored 16 runs, and when you take a look at the stat sheet really quickly, you'll be like, oh, they scored 16 runs because they got, you know, three wickets in the first inning. Of course that's going to happen. And then you think about it, or you, like, read a little bit deeper, and it's like, oh, they were in the third over when that out was recorded. Like, they averaged less yeah, than... Yeah, no, they were getting ones and dot balls and ones and dot balls. Yeah. Right. Incredible! I mean, the amount of dot balls is insane. It was uh, fourteen dot balls in the whole game. Yeah, well, Which especially is, you when... know, it is something we're used to with pinstripe. Yeah, you know, they had eight dot balls thrown against them, which I believe. I I mean, I could be wrong. This is the least amount of dot balls thrown against them in any game in the tournament. Yeah. But it's still crazy. Yeah, you're bound to get once you get two wickets on you. You're bound to get more dot balls too because you're you're really being safe about your your base running, and anything that's not going to be a boundary is a lot of times going to be. A dot ball once you got those two wickets on you. Yeah, it's scary to run. I mean, we, I mean, we saw things was, that this is what happened with this is what maybe lost baggage the game is yeah. them not being conservative in the base paths. Yeah, I mean, you say baggage? Uh, it's pinstripe. Yeah, pinstripe, pinstripe. I mean, like you you saw it. Nikki was huge. Nikki was incredible for for pinstripe in, in getting them out of that first. But then you have the bottom of the bottom of the first where. You know, they get all 18 balls, and they still only score under yeah. 30, and then it's like, ooh, Hookline might actually do this. But then Hookline only scores, like, 22 or 32. <laughs> so weird. It's a weird, like, ah, weird game. Okay. I don't know. Um, like, I think this is the – like, don't quote me on this. I think this is the least amount of boundaries hit. It was 13 boundaries total for both teams Okay. in the whole game. I think it's the least amount we've seen all tournament especially from these two, you know, pinstripe strong is pinstripe strong for a reason. They're hitting boundaries like it's their job. Um, hook line does it all the time, and they could do it from every single one of them. We talked about it last game, how, oh, hook line's so good. Their whole team always scores over 10 runs. In this time, it was only, like both teams, only one guy scored over 10, and it was like, Lou scored 31 of the 38 runs that Pinstripe had. <laughs> Drew scored 26 of the 48 that Hookline had. And it's kind of a crazy thing where we know both of these teams are really good bowling, but their power kind of gets the light shined on it. Yeah. And then, you know, at the end of the day, we had great defensive plays from everybody. Joe's had an amazing diving play. Yeah, that was awesome. Boundary. That um, was awesome. 
you know, Nicky was all over the place catching the ball. I think he's recorded four wickets. All these defensive replacements have been so good for any any team they play for. Yeah, it's nuts. And then, like, in my opinion, the most exciting ending to the game is three fucking wickets in a row. Are you kidding me? I didn't even realize, until I read your notes, I didn't realize that's what happened. Like, I knew how the game ended up, but I didn't. Because the break, yeah, fucked me up. Uh, And then, like, the last wicket recorded, like, Drew gets the first one, knocks off the the bails from the stumps. Great. Not to gloss over that too quickly, Drew does that a couple times this game. Not a lot of people do that. Like it, it looks relatively right. easy, but that guy has to be. You have to. You have to. You can't bobble that for a second, and then you have to run fast. Like he's a, a quick dude and with good hands. Those two things have to happen perfectly in order to get from the back wall to run over to the bales. Like he's not throwing it from where he is. He's catching it quickly and sprinting over there. Yeah, underrated like, play. Then Drew pops it up. He catches it, and it's great. And it's like, and it's like you said. Like we're kind of glossing over these first two. Because Jolly fucking Olive makes a diving play to get the final out. And it was incredible. First off, the ball hits the ceiling. He said it in the postgame. Ball hits the ceiling. And once it hits the ceiling, it's like, oh, where is this going to go? It's not like it's a flat ceiling. It's a fucking warehouse ceiling. It's a quick reaction, yeah. Uh, And Jolly was able to, like, and he talked about this. He set up a little further back because if it hits there and comes down towards you, you have a better chance if you're a little further back. So you can go and towards it, yeah. He dives, makes the grab. He said it in the post game, which was very funny that like he like made the grab, registered with him, looked up and saw people stampeding towards him. And I was <laughs> like, yeah, that sounds about right. Gotta feel pretty cool. Um, and it's, it's also a great like plan. sort of like mini redemption story because he had uh, a missed wicket earlier in the game. Uh, so now to like fully end it right there with that catch when no one expected that to happen. They had talked about leading up to that play that the pressure was really on them, even with one wicket against them. Like the pressure is kind of on them now. With two, it was crazy on them. They succumbed to the pressure. Jolly makes that incredible catch, much more difficult than it looks. It was not like a theatrical dive. It was a necessary dive. Really great play. Yeah, and I mean, one person who knew what was going to happen, well, not knew, but one person who like, kept saying hey guys don't worry like we could still do this jay like really he was, showing he was not his just professional like expertise. blowing smoke he was so confident he's like we actually are gonna win this game you have yeah. no idea how important getting wickets are in this particular type of matchup it's a championship game there's already pressure we got a wicket they're scared we get a second wicket they are absolutely terrified we are going to win if we get to that's what it was. He was like, get an early wicket, and this game changes. And then it's like they got the early wicket, and yeah. then the game changed. It went from the one, and it was like, oh, you know, maybe they'll do it, but Pinstripe still hits the shit out of the ball. Like, I don't care if Joe's is coming up. But it's different um, when you're nervous. Everything's, everything in life is different when you're nervous. You, you, don't, right. you don't do anything the same way when you're calm versus when you're freaking out. Right. It's like... Then you have Lou talking to Joe's and being like, are you going to run? And Joe, <laughs> Joe's saying, if I pop up, no. If it's on the ground, yes. And then he immediately starts running <laughs> when he pops it up, uh, which got an out. Yeah. Um, and like, where, where Drew knocked the bails off again. It's tough. It's really tough. And then Jolly makes that diving like, probably grab. Probably the fastest guy in the tournament versus maybe the slowest guy in the tournament. Right. That, that race it's to the bails. Crazy. Tough. Crazy, and, that, it's, it's, and I can't even blame Joe's for that, for that fully because instincts just sort of kick in in these high pressure right. situations. It's one thing to say, like, right. to me, when they were every single conversation that was had between the teams in those little powwows, to me, meant nothing. Like, great, I understand right. the sentiments, but like, wow. you're not you're not going to actually absorb any information being given to you by like, a team captain or anybody else when you're like tension. The tensions are so high. And you, there's nothing you can't. You're you're focused so much on the game itself. You can't like now adjust based on words. Words words are going right through your head at, at that point. So I I totally understand. Joe is just like, oh, I it's like it's a sport. I got to run when I hit the ball. Like it, that's probably it was just pure reaction that kicked in. Yep. You know, it, it was different stakes. Like um, <sighs> crazy. The entire thing was crazy. Uh. You saw the most interesting part was you saw how frustrated every single player was getting 
just because. And like the more you think about it, the more you understand like, oh, a low scoring game was always what was going to happen when you had the two best teams come up against each other. This whole tournament, we've been talking about pinstripe and hook line. They look like the two strongest teams, but we can't really differentiate who's stronger between the two. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when you have a team of great defensive and great bowling players come up and great hitting versus a team of great defensive and great bowling players and great hitting, like the bowling and defense is always going to take precedent over the striking. Always. Yeah. So this low scoring game was almost a foregone conclusion coming in just because of how well these teams played on the non-striking side of the ball. Yeah. I do think if, if, if Joe's stays put and they somehow get, or if he gets there early, if he, if he gets out of the box early enough and gets Lou back up with only one wicket, right. I think Kooky. that pinstripe wins. Kooky game. Kooky ending. I, I think there's also a part, if, if you're going to do, if you're going to try to impart any strategy onto yourselves, Mid game, I think you need to take a break. I need to talk to each other and be like, "Hey, let's make sure we get Lou back to the plate some way. Right. Even if it's just like a weird, I know bunts are hard, or just like just swing straight down at the ball and sprint just just to get Lou back up there. Because every time the wicket happened, right, Lou wasn't back because Lou was on the other side, and I didn't really realize this." until this kept happening. It's like, all right, at least Lou's back up now. And then once they got a wicket, like, oh, wait, no, the other guy off the bench has to come up and hit, which right. was which was crucial. Uh, so I, th- you needed to do something or anything to get the steady hand back up there, and they didn't give Lou another chance to bat. The game ended. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, the, it's kind of really funny that the lowest scoring game is between these two teams. And we, and we talked about this a little earlier. I was laughing earlier. hysterically. Brendan was dying. He had to change his pants. I mean, um, <laughs> yeah, I, I am famous for laughing at uh, Joe's big game the other day. I actually yep. was laughing out loud when yep. Joe's uh, got those final outs. Finals, final but uh, like, like I said, I texted Brendan. I said I wasn't expecting that because I had anticipated, I anticipated you to, that you had watched the game. Yeah, Peter knew but I had not watched, knew... and he said, I can't believe that hook line won. I know. Well, it's actually really <laughs> Did you see my tweet uh, to BBD and Nate this weekend? No. It was funny. Um, I BBD was like, everybody get ready on Sunday. And Sunday was my my first wedding anniversary. No big deal. Um, yeah, it is no big deal. When it comes and to shit. I go, BBD, can I please get an extension? It's my first wedding anniversary. <laughs> and he goes, you're unreal. And then DM me, and he was like, I wanted to tweet, fuck you at you, but I didn't know if it was too much. <laughs> he definitely should have. Nate, Nate goes... Uh, Nate tweets, fuck you. <laughs> Nate goes, happy anniversary. I'll be DMing you spoilers. <laughs> and I go, I said, thank you. Wow, I can't believe the love you stormed the field and made, a, made it a three-way final. Wait, this doesn't look like the normal DM chat screen. And he goes, yeah, fans were really pissed that it wasn't so in Jack. <laughs> But um, so when I texted you, that's all that was going through my mind. So I tried to keep it as like vague as I could by just saying I wasn't expecting that because you didn't know who I thought would win. No. So I did predict Hookline to win this game though. When I I answered the poll that uh, Warehouse Games put up, I put up Hookline, but I did not expect it to go down this way. I mean, almost like, like like Rosie was saying going into this game, he's like, you know. The two best teams are here, but they got here in a funny way, both of them. And then yeah. the game ended in a way that people could have expected, like the outcome with Hookland on top, but no yeah. one could have ever imagined that it went down this way. They went under 100 runs total. Yeah. Nuts. Um, it, felt, it felt like every team, so like the way the offense was going, when they first they keep um, Hookland to 16. Then it, it felt like Hookline had just coughed up an error, and now it was Pinstripe's turn to capitalize on the error, and they didn't do that. Yeah. And then back and forth, they each team kept making a, an error per se, and then they neither team was capitalizing on it until. So here's a controversial end. question for you: Do you think that it is just like oh, the best versus the best? It was bound to be a low-scoring game, or do you think? 
fatigue set in, and these guys just had nothing left in the tank. No, it, it was. I don't think it was either. I think it was just mental. I think it was just swings being off. Yeah, um, mental fatigue is a thing too, though. Yeah, well, I thought you meant body fatigue because it's a physical. Game. No, no, it could be either any kind of fatigue. Yeah, I, I mean, I guess there is probably physical fatigue, even though this is not like a super super physical right. sport compared to like the blitzball stuff where your arm is absolutely shot. I'm sure there's there's a little bit of arm. You're throwing slow, but it's a lot of throwing. Who knows? I, I'm not. I haven't played this strange sport yet. Um, uh, yeah, but good, not yet. Good use of yet. Oh no, I, I can't wait to set up a like a game. Um, at a Get field sometime. I, I want to figure out how to make, how far to make, like, because I'm not going to play in a warehouse, obviously, because I don't have really access to one that you size. Could. But I want to play outside and kind of figure out how far to make the uh, the the behind boundary. But uh, I'll ask maybe. How the, much maybe is we'll a quick cricket wiffle ball set? I mean, I would just like I would just think? kind of find a spongy ball and use a bliss ball bat like they do. Yeah, but you need the stumps, huh? Oh yeah, I got to get the stumps. Fifty bucks from Best Cricket. Store. Okay, pretty good. But yes, yeah, so I, I, I think it was it was like it was mental fatigue. I think it was mental fatigue or, or just just nerves. I think nerves, like I was saying before, just to kind of mess up your swing. Uh, and once you, I, I think you can mentally spiral once you don't get out to a start that you want to. Hmm. Interesting. I think it was just that they were both great teams. Yeah, I, I think these two teams probably have the most strategy when it comes to defense and bowling, which definitely helps. Yep. Um, but I mean, at the end of the day. Any one of these guys can hit better than this, even against good bowlers, because there's not, as much as we keep saying these teams have figured out bowling, there's still not that much you can do to bowl well. Right. Right. You're right. When you're right, you're right. I'm always right. Uh, you're always, Brendan, for one thing that you guys need to know about Brendan, always right. Always right. That's the rules. But you got anything else to say, or can we go into our awards? We can go into the our awards. Player of the game. Player of the game. I have it. And I'll give it to Peter Drew. Peter player. Oh, Drew wow. has the player of the game award, and he's given it to himself. Um, Drew was really, really good defensively. We've talked about it time and time again. Drew was really incredible defensively. Drew, as we said put up he's the only one to cross um 10 runs scored for uh hook line i mean granted that is because he faced like double the amount of balls as the next highest person right but uh you know he really made it count yeah I, you and know what really you just reminded me something that in this in this this is why we do so many segments because sometimes it, it provokes more thoughts but it i think tons of thoughts part of what maybe stops the offense is a lot of these guys getting wicketed out early and not getting a chance to see more pitches and get more comfortable to play. Right. And since right. Drew, Drew got more chances, he ended up look at, hitting more balls. Look at Jolly, right? Jolly had Jolly faced three balls, two wickets, yeah. and one six. Yeah. Like, if Jolly stayed at the plate, we've seen it from Jolly so many Bro, he times. He gets that sweet stroke going. Jolly hits the fucking shit out of the ball. Jolly's swing, and, is, when he hits the ball, I think he only has home run swing. I mean, swing. like we were, we were. I forget if we were talking about it on here or before we started doing it. I have a ranking of players, like based off of runs scored per balls faced, specifically just off of hits. And Jolly ended the tournament on top. Jolly average off of hits, two point nine three uh, runs scored off of hits per balls faced. Next was Lou with 2.88. So if you include the no balls after that, though, Jolly's still in second. Jolly was an elite striker in this tournament. And granted, you know, you brought this up to Jolly faced less than half the amount of balls that Lou faced. But Lou also, as we know, was <laughs> got a lot, a lot of dot balls yeah. in this tournament. A lot of dot balls. Right. Which, again, I like, always want to remind, it doesn't mean that he was, like, swinging and missing a ton. No. Could be circumstantial. No. We saw very early on in the tournament that they were not like Pinstripe was very much not a running team. Yeah, they're old. They're old. That's not nice. They're 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 not, old. They're not a running team until <laughs> the end when Joe's yeah, ran exactly. themselves out of the game. They're really not that old. Um, 
But, yeah, Drew got it. Drew had these amazing defensive plays. He got two wickets by himself at least. Uh, I may be forgetting about one. Um, but really great job from them. Yeah, I, I, like, think, really, I think the really later we got job. into this tournament, Drew could like almost smell the finish line. He he just got. I feel like he got more and more confident <laughs> as it went on. It was like I am so hyped. I'm ready to just win this game and finish. He he, he see, see yeah. like he's becoming more and more of a confident character for JM in general. I, yeah, it was ever Drew's since great. that he said everybody needs to ride BBD. <laughs> that that was the defining moment. That was the turning point. That was the defining moment. Drew wants everybody to ride BBD. We love Drew. It's a Drew Pod. Drew Pod. This has always been a Drew Pod. Always been a Drew Pod. But yeah, that's my player. So now it's time for Play of the Game. Play of the Game. Well, I guess it's my turn. Brennan's turn. Brennan has play. Market. Market. Brennan has the play, and he's going to market. This one goes to market. This one goes to market basket. <laughs> <laughs> this play of the game goes to Jolly's diving play to win the game. I mean, could it be anything else? I really don't believe it could yeah. be. Could be. I mean, it was a good play. No, no, no. Okay, I'm sorry. This one goes Bleep to it. Jolly. Obviously. He's an amazing, Obviously. amazing presence on that field. What a captain he is. He's calling the shots. He Captain? <laughs> He to me is the he's the real captain. He's the one that really calls wow. the shots. Like, the captains, I guess, of course, are the ones that are the professional players. But this is his warehouse. He's got all these big moments in the warehouse. Wow. This is he has another one to his resume. Uh, I, you know, you know what's funny? I when he made this play, and they show the the view of the the bleachers. I'm looking at Jimmy to see what his reaction is, because one of Jolly's biggest moments in warehouse history is against Jimmy. And you wonder if there's like a weird vendetta there. Of course there isn't, but you never know. It's like there's some interesting feelings there of like oh, Jolly. They always, hate each Jolly always fucking gets he gets the big moment, and I'm stuck here with fucking shards of glass in my eyes. <laughs> 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 but you know, it's it's great. Everybody is so excited for Jolly. Everyone loves each other in this in this in this league in this in this company. Uh, and Jolly is uh, like a he's heartstrings for for me and, and for this this sport. I'm, I'm glad that he. Is back in one of these tournaments. He he missed out on Blitzball Battle Three, and he came in with a bang for Ball and Play Two. So, way to go, Jolly! What a moment! Way to go! Incredible, incredible stuff! Way to go, Jolly! You did it. Everybody knew it was going to be you ever since you smashed your fucking face against the floor. Um, <laughs> what a way to end the game! Not like just to build off of it. I mean, we set it to we beaten it to death. It was the third wicket in a fucking row. Like, you're going from... I mean, if that doesn't say pressure, I don't know what else does. That, that's, like, you're, purely off of, like, being scared. Well, of, not of only lose, of Like, the championship slipping through your fingers. Right. Not only that, like, they went from, in my brain, game over, to, oh, cool, good one wicket. Yeah. Oh, my God, they might actually do this. Holy shit, they fucking did it. Yeah. In a matter of seconds. And yeah, it I, was an absolutely incredible third wicket in a row, won the game. Jolly, you know, who had a, like we said, Jolly, based off of average, run scored per hit, best in the league. And he only scored six in this, uh, in this game and got two wickets. Like, you know that he's probably thinking to himself, fucking what an asshole I am. Right. I'm not doing my part for this team at all. And then, you know, he had a wicket. He caught a pop-up for a wicket earlier in the mm-hmm. game. And then he made this diving catch to win the game to secure the championship. Yeah, Great fucking it's, job. It's hard bro. when you don't get a, a, like a full chance to really pick your team up. So when you when you get those chances, you want to capitalize. He didn't get to at the plate. Although, like, one out of his three swings was a six ball. Still pretty good. Six. But I'm glad he was able to pick up his mates yep. on the other one end. One of two sixes four hook line in the game yeah not a lot not a lot but now it's time for the most prestigious award of our show the bbd memorial defensive player of the game bbcd big bull cut david 
Bottle Crunch. Play it. <laughs> Part of it's <laughs> now forgetting about it. <laughs> you don't have to remember it anymore. That's okay. Uh, so this is our final opportunity to give the BBD Memorial Defensive Player of the Game Award to BBD, <laughs> but we're not going to do it. <laughs> we're not going to do it. We've already named the award after him. That's true. He gets can. it every week. Technically, yeah. We're Nikki caught three balls for wickets. Yeah, baby. <laughs> we and then he had so many other like just straight up saving the ball from if, hitting the boundary. If that's not defensive, I don't know what it is. That to get, together those three wickets end an inning when you add them up. They're done. You're done, bud. <laughs> that was Nikki at the end of it. He went, "You're done, bud." Nikki Nikki grabbed the mic and said, "Hey, bud, you're done." Just like and that. he wasn't doing new it's character. Un- Nikki's always in character. That was just himself. That's how he usually. Nikki's talks. always in character. That was Nikki's real voice. Is real like, voice. Hey, hey, bud. Hey, Tex. <laughs> hey, Tex, you're done, bud. How about you ride some pine? There's a snake in my boot. There's a snake in... Hey, I'm Woody. Howdy, howdy, howdy. <laughs> That's an all-time That's quote. a classic. It's a classic. That's a classic. Try not to laugh when yeah. you got that. You got me. It was never going to be not Nikki. Never not going to be Nikki. Um... He was incredible. Uh, you know, you could say Jolly, but we're not. You could say Drew. We're not. We're not. You could even say Joes. We're not. We could, we could even say Nikki, and we are. We are. We're going to do that one. We're going to say Nikki. Nicholas Cassano, uh, the boy who, who lived. lived. Wow. <laughs> there, there you go. <laughs> You're welcome. We should end <laughs> You're welcome, Nikki. We're going to end it on that one. You're the boy who lived from here on out. Yep. I don't think anybody else has that nickname. Not that I know. Um, to die. <laughs> to die. To sleep. No more. <laughs> there, this is, it's turning into a delirious episode. Delirious uh, pod. Do you, do you have, is there legitimately anything else you want to talk about? Uh, Nope. Okay. Bye-bye.